Hello and welcome back to the Opening Up the Tent podcast, episode two. Um, if you would listen to episode one, Father Craig and I, we definitely want to thank you for your positive feedback. Definitely gave us some more motivation to get it to get after it. And so this is Opening Up the Tent podcast with Father Craig Holloway. I am your host, Jimmy Vreeland. Father Craig, you want to say hi to everybody? Uh, hey, uh, gang, thanks for uh, the feedback. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. It, uh, like Jimmy said, yeah, we're really motivated to uh, create some new content and uh, to just continue to exploit this resource that we have. So uh, episode numero dos, Jimmy. I am. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. So uh, I think what we're going to do this week, Father Craig, is something, you know, we don't want it to get too spicy, something nice and comfortable for everybody. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do? We're going to walk through how to do uh, complete a rosary. Something really X's and O's about being a Catholic. Yeah. You know what? You could probably find that somewhere in a book, uh, I'm sure, or a pamphlet. No. Uh, why don't Why don't you and I and everybody tuning in, why don't we talk about important things, huh? Let's All right. Talk so we talk about important things. We're going to, we want to make it a little spicier, I guess is what, what you're That's saying. A little spicier, a little spicier couldn't help. You know, it's a cold winter day out there. You know, let's, uh, let's spice it up a little bit. Let's talk about important stuff, man. Let's talk about what's on our heart. Okay. So I, I got one for you and I'm going to play um, your 2023 um, Catholic male. And yep. uh, I, you know, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna play your 2023 non-Catholic male, and I'm gonna. Okay. And do you mind if I play a little devil's advocate for you? I don't mean to put you on your on the spot on your own podcast. I'm. I'm. Hey, listen, I'm a trained professional, brother. Bring it on. Okay, so uh, I don't know, Father Craig, opening up the tent. Why yeah. does it matter? Why you know it's NFL playoff time? Why you know why why do I have to go to the tent for an hour? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, could you know you could probably imagine um i heard this recently this this uh social commentator who by the way is jewish and not catholic you know uh from like miracles to be very shaky and unfulfilling however he says he finds the argument for god that comes from evidence of evil and malevolence and darkness to be very convincing. In other words, what he's saying is that the reason you want to come to the tent is because over the long term, being outside of the tent is hazardous to your health. It's hazardous to your spiritual health. It's hazardous to your emotional and your psychological health. I would even say that staying outside of the tent or not coming to the tent could even be hazardous to something like your vocation, your marriage, your professional career, your parenting. And so you have more to lose not coming to the tent than you do if we gave God that one hour on Sunday to come into his presence and to see, to come and see if he has something to say to us. 
So there's something. So if you're not showing up, going to the tent, then there you're basically breaking it down to there's going to be something lacking in your life. And not just lacking, probably be detrimental to what you're already trying to do. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and frankly, uh, let, let's just put all the cards on the table here. Um, you know, you can you can white knuckle through anything, you know, hold on tight and wait for it to be over. You know, uh, I was sick last week, uh, you know, JV, and um, I had to get tested again for COVID and flu and all that stuff. And the uh, the, the nurse came and and stuck all that stuff up my my deal. And, uh, uh, she, she was counting as she was shoving that stuff up <laughs> my nose. Right. It was so uncomfortable. So she goes, uh, oh, you know, stop being a baby, you know, as she's jamming this thing down my, down the back of my nose. And I thought, uh, and after she did it, you know, for three or four times, I thought, um, I mean, I can handle this for, it's not comfortable, but I can handle it for 10 seconds. I guess I can white knuckle it. Well, you can do you can do that with anything in your life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so so you 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 can avoid the tent. You can find something else, and 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 you might limp along for an indeterminate amount of time, but after a while, and I love this about um, Bishop Barron says this. After a while, it's going to catch up with you. It's going to catch up with you. And, and 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 it it whatever it is tragedy loss um confusion um darkness whatever it is that finally catches up with you you may not be able to withstand that in a healthy way it could be hazardous to your health well, so, you know, and I'm still just playing devil's advocate. These aren't necessarily my thoughts, right? I got you. So, uh, you know, am I only showing up? So, like, um, it's all, how do you, am I only showing up? So, to, yeah, I, I'm, let's say I'm a superstitious person. I'm just sacrificing my hour so God doesn't come after me that week. Yeah. Well, um, that might be the case. Uh, but until you find, there's that beautiful passage in, um, that beautiful passage in the gospel where Jesus talks about the guy who buys the field. Uh, he finds a, a, a pearl of great price and, yep. and, and, and he, he sells everything he has and he buys that field, huh? He's finally, he's finally found the pearl of, of great price. I wonder how many fields and how long he's been looking in how many fields for that pearl of great price. And then he finally finds it. So here's the deal. If you're a superstitious person and you're thinking to keep the boogeyman away, I'm going to go, I'm going to do, do my duty. I'm going to be dutiful. I'm going to go to church and, 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 and even. And if I'm only doing it to check the box out of obligation. I'm only doing it to check the box. Well, you know what? Is that, that's a, that's a good place to start. Is right? that because so is that preferable to not doing it all? Because I, absolutely. How yeah. many times do you face this objection where, you know, I don't really see the point. I'm only doing yeah. it on obligation. Right. Well, you know what? Well, then sometimes we have to do things that we are simply obligated to do. You know, 
Um, how many times have you had to uh, get out of bed on a cold, early winter morning and take one of the kids to hockey or baseball? And you would rather, you know, be at, at home in bed, you know, cozy or, 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 or in sweatpants in the kitchen making breakfast. But no, you're their father. And, 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 and when duty calls, you get out of bed and you do what needs to be done. Same deal. You know what? Mallon talks about this. James Mallon talks about this in, in his book, Divine Renovation, which was a game changer for me. You know, he says people always, uh, and, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm not casting aspersions. I'm just talking here, right? So people always say, you know, that they, 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 they go to God and they go to the church and they have their expectations, right? I want the church to do this, and I want the church to do that, right? I want the church to celebrate the sacraments for my second grader who's in first getting his first communion. I, I want the church to be there for my wedding and, and and for my funeral and this that and the other. I want the church to do. I want the church to provide a school, and I want the church to do this, this, and this. And maybe Malin maybe do a uh, a fair in the springtime and a couple of fish fries during lunch. Yep. That's that. That's what I want. My maybe an October fest in the fall, but other than that, leave me. You know, yeah. let's check those boxes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So here's what Malin says: Have we ever given thought to what the church and Almighty God expects of us? Have we ever given true credence and reflection and an honest assessment? of what God and the church expects of us. Malin says that most, most of us maybe have done that, but the long-term commitment to fulfilling our expectation to the church and to Almighty God and to Jesus Christ, we, are, we, we, we have the tendency to be inconsistent at that. Like maybe show up a, a little bit entitled. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone through this stage. I My initial cracking going back to the church was, didn't you, you want to guess why? Um, something, something went wrong. There, no, because my wife told me to. <laughs> right. You know, my, my wife basically said like, we're going to raise our children Catholic. We're going to go, go to church on Sunday and they're going to, and you, and I, uh, I did not want to be the father who shut that down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I know what it's like to sit in that pew and be counting seconds, counting minutes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I see my kids do it now. So, you know, that's like coaching I got to do for them is to help them see that there's something more there. Right. And, 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 and that's where the disposition comes in. Right. So, um, you know, we often say, and, and we've heard, you know, there's something like, uh, well, you'll get out of it what you put into it. Right. Um, we, 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 we say that to, you know, like, uh, well, you know, you got all those kids playing all those sports. Right. So, yeah, I woke up, I woke up cold today and I, I took my kid to a, a sporting event and sure. Did the thought cross my mind? Like, why am I doing this? But there's something more. I'm not just driving that kid to the sport. It's right. like, so my kids are hitting their tween stages. 
especially like yeah. my 12 year old daughter. I'm very conscious of the fact that I got six years and poof. Right. She's gone. Right. And so right. if I get, if I get time with her on commutes and, and basketball practices, like I'll take it. Exactly. Yeah. Especially fathers and daughters, you know, especially fathers and daughters. And we can talk about that another time. Right. But you know, that showing up, showing up to the tent out of obligation is a good place to start. But as Jesus teaches in that pearl of great, that, that parable of the pearl of great price is that if you do show up out of obligation, and if we are open and available to Jesus who comes to us in word and sacrament, it's only a matter of time before we find the pearl of great price. And the greatest pearl that is given to us at our Eucharistic assembly is God himself. He comes to us in word and in Eucharist. He is the pearl of great price. So it's not like we're going to show up to church and we're going to get an answer to some complex business problem in our professional life. Yeah, but you can't. It, it's possible, absolutely possible in God's in God's providence and in, in, and in the way that God is going to work. But remember that the main reason we come to the Eucharistic assembly is to receive God himself, to receive Jesus himself in word and in Eucharist. Jesus says this in Matthew's gospel. Seek first the kingdom, and everything will be given to you besides. In other words, show up to church, show up to the tent to receive Jesus in his word and in his Eucharist. And everything else you're looking for will be given to you besides. So it's basically... Go. You so the way I would translate this as a layperson, yeah, is you show up to the tent because that's where you get purpose and meaning. Yep. And then I, I did some homework for this podcast. Yeah. Because I you I believe in 2023, like the world, human GDP, we're wealthier than we've ever been, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like there's more abundance economically than ever the oh yeah the poorest person right now is richer than the per richest person 100 years ago simply by the fact of vaccines uh and probably i'd say indoor plumbing yeah like that's yeah. life li life expectancy yeah but then there's yeah. still this i don't know that anybody's happier <laughs> right like i you would expect yeah. you would expect yeah. if every one of maslow's higher uh, you know, hierarchical needs are taken care of that yeah. uh -huh. people would have. Um, I don't know if the word's right. The right word is happiness, but there'd be Con contentment or like less mental health issues. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, and I'm not saying it's a direct correlation, but I'm just, I'm just, it, it's always made me wonder and ask questions. Like we're wealthier than we've ever been and everybody's pissed off. Oh, sure. Yeah. The, the, the layers of, of, 
discontent and and general unhappiness and complaining that we encounter on a daily basis, whether we encounter it or it comes from our our own heart, right? I mean, we can always find something to complain about or be uh, discontented about or be unhappy about, and and I, well, look, look, just look at our 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 some of our our uh, uh, contemporary poetry, huh? We don't we don't write poetry like they used to, you know, 150 years ago. Most of our poetry comes in the form of. Uh, recorded music popular music right? right how about how about bono i still haven't found what i'm looking for or um i think it's annie lennox um constant craving i have a constant craving or um I thought it was Waylon Jennings, but somebody told me it's not Waylon Jennings. It's uh, uh, another country uh, music person um, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, I I remember that from Saturday Night Live and Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, yeah, whooping Penub. Yeah, Penub. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems that it seems that something's missing. Absolutely. And. and Keep going. You know, the way, you know, we were talking before the show about this. What's missing is purpose and meaning. Yeah. And so, like, the, ga the game we play is you say intelligent things, and then I ask, I'm now, explain, please, Father. <laughs> hey, you know, you said, you know, I've heard you and Bishop Barron say that the definition of meaning is being in a purposeful relationship with value. Yep. And so if God is the highest value, yeah, meaning is then being in a purposeful relationship with God. Yeah. And if, if you study human history, you could see people do some incredible things if they're in a purposeful relationship with what they value highest. Yep. And so is that that's the greatest pearl. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, the greatest pearl, as you as you just articulated it there, is that meaning that we have for everything that we do and say and dream and hope and seek to reconcile when we follow it up. For us Catholic Christians... It's that relationship with Jesus Christ in his church. That's that's meaning. And 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 that relationship sort of is the lens through which we experience all of the human condition and all of its beauty and frustration and tragedy and setbacks. So in other words, if you're living the good life, there's a reason for that. If you're experiencing tragedy or obstacle or struggle in your life, there's meaning of that. If you choose to see it. Bingo. And for us, it's seeing it through a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
and, and, and you can see it through the lens of, I mean, pick your poison, you know, pick, pick your, your, your convoluted, you know, um, your convoluted lens that you want to look through, you know, like the comparison game. You oh, know? I love that lens. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. a little bit, right. You know, oh, I, I, you know, I, 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 how many meetings through. did it take? How many spiritual director <laughs> meetings did it take to crack for, for me to back off that one? Yeah. I, well, I mean, look at how potent it is, you know, walking through life, experiencing everything. And I mean, everything through the lens of comparing it to what somebody else has or does. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, I've, I've done that. I do that. Yeah. We all do that. Let's be honest. We all do that. And, 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 and how, how ridiculous is that to go through life like that? But you got to get somebody like grab you and tell you like, Hey, dumbass. Oh, sorry. This yeah. is a family podcast. <laughs> that dumb won't happen donkey. again. Audience. Dumb donkey. You dumb donkey. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, so like, like, you know, to go back to, to this Jewish scholar that I was talking about. Who is this guy? Uh, Dennis Prager. Do you know Dennis Prager? Yeah. So he's a, you know, Jewish, um, a scholar. He's a rabbi. He's a, co a social commentator as well. Um, Dennis Prager says, uh, uh, well, because he's Jewish, he wouldn't say this, but you know, his, his point is look at how difficult your internal life is without God and imagine what it could be if you invited Jesus into that. Just imagine what would happen if you stopped white knuckling everything and in and gave jesus a chance to tell you something or teach you something that you might not already know i had that conversation once with a young person i said um she we, we were having a, a conversation about controversial church teachings and um she, she was really laying laying it on and, and it what, was, it what was, age are we talking uh like uh 20 21 22 so lots of experience lots of know-how lots of uh been through co it. Co college educated right college wow. educated well it has to be borderline genius then at that point <laughs> yeah good point yeah um so <laughs> uh so i said i said um i asked her i said did it ever occur to you and did you ever give some credence to the idea that Jesus and the Catholic church might know something that you don't? And what they was the might, response? Uh, it, not good. Not good. Um, it was basically, uh, I mean, she kind of was kind of open a little bit to this idea that Jesus does have something to teach us that we don't already know. And that's the pearl. And that's what we're constantly yearning for when we show up to the tent to receive word and Eucharist. We want the Lord to slowly and steadily open up life 
open up pain, open up blessings and success, open up the human experience, open up all of that so that we can see what that is through him. Not what I think about it, but what Jesus thinks about it and what Jesus has to say about it. That's the pearl of great price. And that's what we come to the tent to seek and to find. And he's willing to give it, but we got to be there to get it. If we're not there to get it, he can't give it to us. And maybe you got to be there to get it to open yourself up to hear it. Absolutely. Because it's not, you know, it's not going to happen. I mean, maybe you'll get, maybe you'll find the, the pearl of great price um, immediately. You know, you, you'll walk in and, you know, you'll get the two get by four. By, get struck, get by, struck lightning. by lightning. You know, you'll get maybe, maybe that will happen. Maybe. Maybe for most of us, this priest included, okay, that has never happened to me. I have never had a lightning bolt moment ever. It's been a slow, steady revealing that Jesus has led me on over 45 years. Sometimes I was willing to see most of the times I have trouble seeing, but I keep showing up because I don't know another way to do it. And then it becomes somewhat of a practice. It comes, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Becomes so here, a habit. Here's what got me fired up about doing this podcast. Cause yeah. um, I'm reading this book uh, called becoming your future self. And the whole first chapter is about Victor Frankel. Yeah. And uh, the quote from the book is from Frankel. And it's like, the most fundamental threat to a person's future self is not the loss of freedom, but the absence of purpose and meaning. And for yeah. the audience, those of you who don't know, Viktor Frankl uh, was an Austrian psychologist. He uh, spent a couple of years in Auschwitz. And after he got out of Auschwitz, he, while he was in Auschwitz, he was um, pretty much doing a study of why are some people dying and why aren't. And his conclusion was that those who held on to some type of purpose, some type of meaning, survived. Yeah. You know, 20, 21st century American, we're all about our freedom. Yay! You know, like, nobody nobody says America louder than me on the 4th of July. Like, uh, right. <laughs> you know, I grew up thinking freedom was the ultimate end. And now I'm right. uh, over 40 and watching what's going on where people are the most free they've ever been. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So there's yeah. got to be this to me. Just it hammered me because I'm like, wait, freedom. There's something more than freedom and it's purpose and meaning. Yeah. 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 Uh, a great insight there. And and can't recommend, um, you know, Frankel's man's search for meaning uh, more strongly than you've already done Uh Jimmy, it, it is a great book and it's not very long. It's not very dense. I think it's very accessible. Um, so I, I recommend it. Um, you know, and kind of what, what you're describing there with that quotation really too is, is sort of 
the um it's the story of of the israelites in in exodus huh in right. in um coming out of slavery in should we give a should we give a plug for the where you're getting all these prager quotes and exodus oh quotes? dude yeah i'll lay it on them yeah so listen uh gang um uh, uh check out uh, a blog uh, well yeah is it a blog yeah it's a blog it's on you got to be a member this is not an advertisement this is we are not affiliates yes we uh, are not affiliates of the daily wire the daily but, wire yeah but there is a a series in there called the exodus series where they're going verse by yeah. verse through exodus uh with dennis prager Jonathan uh, Paggio, like great modern day thinkers, and it's ran yeah. by Jordan Peterson, Father Craig's man crush. Yeah, and, yeah. and my uh, man I got crush. Bromance. I got a bromance. So, <laughs> but it is it's so deep. It is it is it's so in depth. And then you know, with Easter coming up, like and it's yeah, highly recommended. Yeah, a amen. It, it is dense, friends. It is dense, dense, dense. But it is totally. I mean, I have learned so much um, about about a lot of things. And you're a pretty learned guy when it comes to the Bible. Well, you know, listen, I'm not just another pretty face, uh, <laughs> Jimmy. You know, I've got, as you know, you know, uh, so you've at least you've at least skimmed it a few times. Yeah, I skimmed it. Yeah, skimmed it. Uh, cliff notes. <laughs> yeah, I've cliff note. Uh, uh, but you know, they 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 talk about. Um, you know, so the Israelites are in this tension where they're not happy in Egypt. And so God pulls them out of Egypt and then they end up wandering in the desert, you know, for, for 40 years. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Can I, can I back you up? I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but they always make this point. It wasn't Pharaoh, let the Israelites go so they can be free. God is always saying, Pharaoh, let the Israelites go so they can serve me. Bingo. Bingo. And, and and that's the key, right? So here you have the Israelites who are no longer slaves in Egypt. And they, they have only this vague directive from God that he's going to take them to a place and they are going to worship him. And that becomes their their meaning and their purpose. But they lose track of that as they're making their way through the desert because they're still attached to the life that they had in Egypt. Now, it got bad for the Israelites, but they also had it pretty good. I mean, they were there for centuries. They had multiplied. They had... Um, become a a uh, uh sort of a force to be reckoned with which is why pharaoh um uh, enslaved them and so as they're making their way through the desert you know they they say to moses several times you know we could be back in egypt right now with plenty of food and water albeit spending our day building bricks instead you brought us out here to die in the desert well they were like missing security yeah it was a nasty exactly. type of security, but hey, they still were fed. Yeah, right. And right they, after they, they got whipped, but they were still fed. Right, and so they, so they were they were enjoying, uh, uh, food and and security, but they were they were enslaved to a tyrant. And so when God brings them out of that tyranny, 
and take and tells them you're going to come to a place where you're going to worship me and I'm going to give you a land flowing with milk and honey. Well, are they just trading one tyrant for another? But, and this is the nuance of Exodus, and this is why Exodus is so beautiful. Deep down, and, and Prager would say this is in the Hebrew. We certainly teach this as Catholic Christians. This is the classic uh, definition of discipleship and uh, uh, the, the kind of communion that we want with God. We want God to be our father. Deep down, this is, this is as old as St. Augustine. Deep down, all of us have a fervent and unquenchable desire to know God as our father. And then that yeah. leads back to the, the three songs you mentioned, that human beings are born inherently with this, this desire for God. Now it goes off the rails. It gets to, there's, I guess human beings are always begging for a purposeful relationship with something greater than themselves. Yeah. Now yeah. it goes off the rails sometimes with, you know, what are some of the errors that people make and not, not going for God when they're looking for something outside themselves. Well, um, I think the, um, I think the, probably the easiest thing is just to get wrapped up into the, um, what has become like the norm of civilized society, right? So go to high school, get a job, so that you can earn money, go to college, get a job so you can earn money, maybe get married, maybe have children, but this rat race of earning and consuming, and it's just a vicious cycle. We talked a little bit about this on the first episode. Right. Um, so like just like materialism or. Um, so you're going to would you would predict, would you make this prediction that you're going to attach your something, something to, you're going to attach yourself to something outside yourself no matter what? That's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's that, absolutely. Yeah. But the rub is uh, there is one it? entity in the universe <laughs> worthy of that attachment. Right. Everything else is going to leave us looking for love in all the wrong places or leave us with a constant craving or, or, or with Bono, you're, 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 you're going to, uh, he goes, he, he goes, those lyrics are poignant. He goes something like, like um, um, I've climbed the highest mountain. I've crawled through the field. I've done this, that, and everything else. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So you can try so following Bono's lyrics then, you know, yeah, you can, you, you'll probably look in a half a dozen places, but until you, until you look in the one place, you're not going to find what you're looking for. The only place to find what we're looking for is in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and his church. 
Everything else is going to leave us with a constant craving. We might not be able to articulate what we're craving, but if you give, if we give ourselves an opportunity to drink deeply from the water in the tent, the waters of baptism, the Eucharist, the word of God, if we truly and authentically receive that with an open heart, we'll find that we need more of it. And then everything, then it's hard to do things out of obligation if you're doing it in a purposeful relationship. Yeah. Because like yeah. when you when you mentioned like um, waking up on a cold morning, take a kid somewhere, well, what my mind shot back to was uh, back to when I was in the army, like ranger school, right? Yeah. Like I hadn't slept for a couple months, but you know, the simple act of getting up sucked. Yeah. It's like, why am I going to do this? And the, the reason was, cause I had a higher purpose. Like yeah. I wanted to serve my country. Patriotism. I wanted, yeah. I wanted something more. Now that patriotism is good. It's not the ultimate end. Mm -hmm. And so and, you know, Jordan Peterson talks all about all the time about imagine being a bricklayer in one of the great medieval cathedrals. Like if you were building the foundation for a cathedral, you weren't going to see the end of it till the fourth generation. Right. So you could either wake up every morning and uh, be angry, be low motivated, be like, oh, I have to lay bricks all day today. And I'm bored. You could. Same activity, but with purpose and meaning, it's I'm laying bricks for a great cathedral where people worship for for a thousand years. Right. Like, but that and that's personal personal choice. Yeah. So it's, yeah. You, you can show up to the tent on Sunday out of obligation and, you know, you can count down the seconds or you can show up recognizing you're about to spend an hour with Jesus and find purpose and meaning. And I, you know, all the motions of going through a mass take on a whole lot more meaning right right and you know um that's a great point so you know ranger school you know fatherhood uh, a marriage consecrated life the ordained life and relationship with god have they all have one thing in common and that is love love and saint paul says in one of his letters that this is the great mystery is that God loved us first. And if we can somehow get just a little bit of our head and our heart around how God, the father calls us his beloved sons and daughters and loves us. If that can spark just a little bit of curiosity in our heart, then we will want to experience more of that love. And so when we say things like, well, God loves you, Jesus loves you, well, what do you mean? And what's that like? Well, coming to the Eucharist is the first step in experiencing that great love. And then from that flows other opportunities and gives you spiritual senses 
to be able to detect where God's love is being made manifest in your life. But our weekly celebration of the Eucharist calibrates our spiritual senses. And so we need that calibration weekly so that we can definitively receive God's love by word and Eucharist on Sunday. And then with spiritual capacity calibrated for Monday to Saturday, we can experience it in other ways, like in our work, in our social circles, in getting our kids up and going for school and to baseball practice on a cold winter morning. Because you're going to do all those mundane tasks no matter what. Right. So it's your choice. You can do it with purpose and meaning, or you can do it as a hellacious grind. White knuckle it until I retire or the I'm no longer, I no longer have dependents living under my house, you know? I was just thinking the other day, uh, somebody, uh, when I was sick, somebody brought me a piece of pie and um, I put it in the refrigerator and I, I put my name on it so that Father Cook wouldn't eat it. Oh, do you guys uh, ever throw down and like you eat each other's desserts? Not come to that. It's not come to that. But uh, but it just it just sort of uh, it just sort of uh, uh, occurred to me that in your house I could probably see where you would want to do that. Although you're kind of a health nut, the kids probably don't eat some of the stuff you eat. Oh yeah, but they get after each other for it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, so I had to put my name on my piece of pie. Um, so yeah, you're right. You know. So you listen. You know. You yeah. You can either you know encounter all of that as a daily grind or come to the tent encounter Jesus and find out what the meaning is and what your purpose is. And then over time, that constant craving might be satiated. Or it could get bigger in a good way. Yeah, we've to, yeah, we, maybe we could talk about that, you know, we could talk about that sort of like what the rabbit hole is of a relationship with God, the uh, the adventure the adventure that is a relationship with Jesus Christ and how how deep that rabbit hole can go. All right. Maybe that's what we do for episode 3. Talk a little bit about the great adventure. Yeah. All right, that'll be episode three. That's great. I think, you, I think you knocked this one out of the park, Father Craig. So I, I'll give your I'll be your first person to give you positive feedback on the podcast. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, let's uh let's um let's uh let, let's plan on that for next time. And then and then whenever you're ready, Jim, we'll just close with prayer. Okay. Well, now if you want to as a true info marketer that you're 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 now becoming an info. What? How would you? An info evangelizer. There you go. Like even even Bishop Barron does this great. Like have you ever bought any? This is a complete aside. So if you want to check out on the podcast, like we we said the deep stuff. But have you ever have you ever bought anything from Bishop Barron? Oh sure. I mean they are the king of the upsell. You buy oh, something yeah. and the next page is boom. Do you want to buy this too? Like his his info marketing skills are. 
phenomenal. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's. Um, so here, we'll, I guess here's how we'll we'll crack that nut. We'll pray last. Okay. But okay. as as an info marketer, as an info evangelizer, now Father Craig, you got to. There's got to be a call to action. So. Okay. Um, I'll do one. So here's me example. So if you're enjoying opening the tent podcast, please be sure to leave a comment uh, on iTunes that helps us uh, get more people on the podcast. So like, uh, and like it, leave a comment and share with your friends so we can invite more people to the tent and open up the uh, Mary Queen tent even bigger so that Father Craig on Sundays, Father Cook blowing the roof off that thing. So uh, and then probably your call to action would be like, make sure you're showing up to the tent. <laughs> I've got I've got two uh, two calls to action. Um, one is 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 to continue providing that feedback for Jimmy and I as we put this together, and let us know if you want us to talk about something specifically. Um, and now now remember I, I said um, when we first started, you know about you know talking about important things, right? So. Uh, things like th th these are the kinds of conversations we want to have, right? So you, th there are all sorts of resources out there if you want to learn about how to pray the rosary and 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 the Stations of the Cross and the devotional life and all that stuff. And maybe we can sprinkle some of that throughout there. But this podcast is going to be about deeper things, about about spiritual things, about the internal life and 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 where we're going. So, um, uh, but we we could certainly take some time uh, to answer questions and stuff like that. So if you have any of that, uh, forward that on to, um, to either Jimmy or I. So that's, that's the first call. Um, okay. The second call to action, um, Jimmy is, is exactly uh, what you said, right? Is just to, if you are listening to this podcast or, and, and, and you, something sparked, you heard something, that touched your heart if you you're feeling a little indicted if you're feeling convicted pay attention to that that's the good spirit spurring you on don't be afraid of that do not be ashamed of that if you are feeling convicted that's the good spirit moving you along and inviting you to the Eucharistic assembly. Any conviction, there's no need to be ashamed of that. That's a prompt. That's an invitation. The doors are open and I've got a spot for you in church. Space for everyone. In the name awesome, of the Father, Father Craig, go. Let's hit the prayer. I said, that was awesome. Let's hit the prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, thanks for the time that we've had together. May it be fruitful. May it take root in us. May it be spirit and truth. And may it lead us closer to you through Christ. May it strengthen us and encourage us to follow the master wherever he leads. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Amen. One more thing, Father Craig. Um, Go. In the parish, we are doing a 90-day challenge called the Exodus Group. Uh, the, the first group of guys have started. I think it's like yeah. 50 guys, right, Father Craig? Something like that. 45 guys, 42 guys. Yeah, it's a great yeah. group. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that. But if you're hearing, yeah. you know, if you're hearing the Spirit speak to you, the whisper, like Father Craig just talked about, we'll be doing another startup for that at the beginning of Lent for another challenge and another crew of guys going through. So, yeah, good uh, move. yeah the signs are at church. Um, more info a, coming. Yeah, more info coming. So look out for that. Well, Father Craig, I appreciate your time. This is a lot of fun. You too, Jimmy V. Thanks, man. Thank you. We'll do it again.